Welcome to the Change Life Destiny podcast series, where we highlight the latest and greatest technologies that help restore health, prevent disease, and promote wellness. I'm your host, Stephanie Hingstenberg, and we're thrilled to have you join us on this journey of transformation and wellness. Our guest host, Natalie Needham, also the host of Biohacking Superhuman Performance, interviewed practitioners and exhibitors on the technologies being used in their practices and the real-life results they are seeing with their patients and clients. In this episode, Natalie speaks to Dr. Jennifer Ingalls about optimizing hormones for women and men using technologies like in-body scans, optimal detox lab analysis, continuous glucose monitoring, and more. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jennifer Ingalls. It's a pleasure to meet you today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is such a great event. So we're at the Changing Life and Destiny event, um, and uh, which is one of the most unbelievable collection of physicians and practitioners changing the world that I've been around in a long time. So it's it's a real honor to speak with you. So. Dr. Ingalls, why don't you talk to us? You're a functional MD and you specialize in hormones. Is yes. that just for women or is it hormones for men and women? What, what's the, what's um, your, and how, and have you always been a functional MD or did you start off kind of conventional and evolve into where you are today? Um, well, it's kind of a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I started out as a diagnostic radiologist with fellowship training in women's imaging and I did a lot of breast cancer work. I ran breast cancer centers. I did a lot of cancer screening, cancer biopsies, and all of that for a very long time. And my last job was at the Cooper Clinic where, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's kind of the mecca for preventive medicine in Dallas. Okay, They do a lot of executive physicals and stuff like that. And when I was there, I learned all about preventive medicine and that kind of showed me that that's really my passion. And mm-hmm. so I went back to school and through the Institute for Functional Medicine, I did all of their training and got certified. And then I'm also doing training through A4M. Nice. Um, and I got certified through a Vexapel for hormone pellet therapy. So now in my clinic, I would say I focus on middle-aged patients. The majority are female, but I do see men as well. Every now and then I'll see 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, up to 80. You know, it's kind of a wide variety. But I would say the majority is between 40 to 60. Nice. Mm-hmm. So really around that peri, yes. peri through, through menopause yes. kind of stage. But it's interesting you mentioned 20 and 30-year-olds because I know that I'm noticing a lot more hormonal imbalances in the world in young, in comparatively young people. Yes. Are you seeing that as well? Yes. I see a lot of PCOS. I see a lot of PMS, a lot of acne, and then infertility issues. So I'm not an infertility doctor, but I try to help young women optimize their body and get their body prepared to get pregnant and just kind of look at all their nutrients, make sure they don't have any nutrient deficiencies, work on their gut microbiome, their digestion, and just kind of work on their stress management, sleep, um, eating organic, getting all the toxins out of their environment, and just making them as healthy and clean as possible. And then some of them just naturally get pregnant on their own once we do all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fascinating. And do you come across 
younger women when you're working on fertility that actually need hormone balancing to a degree beyond, you know, it's interesting because the working on the gut, working on the stress, working on nutrition, mm -hmm. all that, you know, lifestyle stuff. It's amazing how it can help with balancing hormones just from a very going very far upstream. Right. But in certain cases, are you finding that you're still needing to do some kind of intervention hormonally with these yes. patients? Um, especially I usually start with herbs like Vitex or Chase Tree Berry to try to help balance their progesterone. Cause a lot of times that's why they're having the PMS, like the estrogen dominance. So I try to clear their estrogens and then bring up their progesterone, and then that helps kind of balance them out. I start with that. If that's still not enough, then I would give them low-dose progesterone just for the second half of their cycle, and that's usually enough. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, huh? those little tweaks that can really move the needle. So in your practice, do you use um, – what are, what are the technologies you would say that you use in your practice to support your patients in their goals? Like what are, are – you know, because are you – like obvi obviously you're using pellet therapy and that yes. in a way is, it's a, it's a kind of technology, right? Right, right. Well, whenever a new patient comes to me on the first visit, we do an in-body body composition scan to get a baseline of their, I mean, obviously their weight, but their fat, muscle mass, hydration status, it looks at visceral fat and that serves as their baseline. And then it depends on if they're trying to lose weight or not, but we're always trying to optimize body composition. Mm -hmm. So then once I get them on hormones, we'll remeasure them at their next visit. And a lot of times, sometimes the number on the scale stays the same, but they actually increase their muscle mass. And yeah. so I like to show, especially women, because they're frustrated that the number may not have come down, but I try to show them, well, you've improved your muscle mass. So that's good. Sure. And eventually that will help your metabolism and the weight will come off. It's just going to take time. For sure. Well, and sometimes you lose inches, not pounds, right? right? Exactly. It's, I mean, you look, you know, 130 pounds with muscle versus 130 pounds without muscle can look very different in the mirror. Right, right. So that's, I mean, I think driving that, helping people to see that and understand that is a big piece of the puzzle. I get, we get so many people who are just obsessed with, I need to get to this number. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, let's change the number. Let's get away from the pounds and create a body composition number or yes. inches, let's say. Right, right. And then a new technology I've started using, it's called Optimal DX. It's a AI technology for lab results. So I'll get their lab results and I do a very in-depth panel. And then I upload those numbers into the Optimal DX platform mm -hmm. and it runs it through their AI algorithms and it comes up with a very comprehensive report telling me, I mean, there's the obvious things like vitamin D deficiency, but it'll look very deeper at like their CBC and all that. And they can tell me based on that, that they need thiamine or they need this just based on different numbers that I might not have recognized. So a lot of times I use that technology just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always the obvious, but that'll show me things that I might not have thought of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really interesting, right? Because it it brings up the point that when we're looking at labs, looking at just a singular lab reference doesn't tell the whole story. It's sometimes it's how this reference relates to another reference relates. Like when right. you see these three things together, let's say, right. 
it indicates one thing versus a different thing. And so the, you know, it's, that is such an interesting use of AI in terms of looking at different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like really putting together the pieces of the puzzle in many different ways Right. to, and who's trained that AI? Like that's, that's so interesting. It's all about who's trained the AI. Yeah. It's a, Indie named Weatherby. I can't remember his first name. I think he's Canadian. Um, and what's interesting is for his reference ranges, he doesn't use the standard reference ranges. Thank he goodness. has <laughs> optimal. He has yeah. optimal reference ranges. So, so, and then he, it generates a very pretty report with graphs like red, yellow, green. And then I also can generate a supplement recommendation based on the labs. And it's linked with Fullscript, which is a yeah. online supplement dispensary, and yeah. so it helps me because then I can print out a page for the patient that says you need these supplements. It has the picture of the supplements, and then if I don't carry them, I can s- send a link to Fullscript, and it just it makes it really like professional, you know, because sure. they leave with a printed color coded report with all the recommendations. And everything. Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. So Optimal DX is one of the technologies you're using. What else mm-hmm. are you using tech from a technological perspective? I think, you know, one of the, one of the big thrusts behind this conference and the people who are here is understanding that technology increasingly has so much to offer physicians and as a result to their patients, mm-hmm. um, in terms of moving the needle and, and helping people to to make progress in in bigger ways than they probably could without it. So what are what other technologies do you um, use? I use the Freestyle Libre continuous glucose monitor. Yeah, CGMs love yes. those. That helps me a lot especially with my anxious patients, people struggling to lose weight, obvious metabolic syndrome because it gives them a lot of insight into how what they're eating is affecting their mood, their energy levels their weight loss or not able to weight, lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, I'm wearing it right now. And last night I had low blood sugar in the middle of the night. I'm not really sure why, but it woke me up and I had leg cramps and I felt really sick. And so now I have to go back and look at, well, what did I eat last night? Like, did I have some kind of reaction or whatever or, and track it moving forward? Like, is it going to happen again? Or do I need to change what I eat before bed, like have some protein and fat just to make sure that I don't have that episode again? Right. Well, and I mean, you know, if it happened just once, it mm-hmm. could just be whatever you had for dinner. Or maybe right. last night you got together, you know, you're, you're at a conference, you got together with some friends, you had a couple of drinks that you're not used to using on a regular basis. And that can definitely, obviously we know that that can make a mess. Right. right. Don't, never mind our sleep, but our blood sugar at the same time. Yes. And so with your patients, are you finding, I mean, I know that I've seen CGMs. It just seems to give people clarity. Yes. Like it gives it, and it really empowers the patient to say, okay, I now can see because you can tell them until the cows come home, right. you know, you have that big bowl of pasta. Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen to your blood sugar. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I like my big bowl of pasta. It makes me feel happy. Gives right. them that dopamine and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, how are you finding it play out in your practice with your patients? They're just getting a lot of direct feedback and making better food choices. Cause I have them keep a journal, a food journal. And then when they come back, we go through the two weeks that they were on it. And I'll talk about changing the timing of their meals or the combination of their food, 
it makes a big difference. And then even just going on a 10 minute walk after a big meal. Yes. And so making those little tweaks in their life, it doesn't feel like something drastic, but it makes a huge difference in their blood sugar stability, which helps their moods. And then it helps us work on other things because now their mood is stable and we can kind of move on to something else. I love it. That's mm -hmm. amazing. All right. So let's talk a bit about hormone balancing. Talk to us a little bit about how you feel about, you know, people, BHRT or bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is one of those things that people either run to or run away from. Like right. people have been frankly traumatized yeah. <laughs> by misinterpretation of the that infamous big women's health initiative study years right. and years ago that even the author of the study tried to take back and that didn't fly. Uh -huh. So maybe speak a little bit to hormone therapy in general and what your thoughts are around how safe it might be and you know how you know what about a woman who went through menopause 10 15 years ago Mm -hmm. Could she still use hormone therapy? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, so in someone like that, I would look at risk factors, mm -hmm. like for example, family history of heart disease or stroke, clotting risk factors. I might want to do a clotting panel on her just to make sure her blood is normal because the big risk in starting someone that hasn't had BHRT for greater than 10 years is possibly mobilizing a clot in the first year of therapy. But if you get can get them through that first year, then their risk goes back to normal. Right. So it's really the first year that's the most risky. So I tell them the risks and benefits and I make sure they sign a consent form and I just check their blood and see if I see any obvious clotting genetic abnormalities. Um, and I may put them on something like NATO kinase, which helps. I was just going to ask about yeah. that. What yeah. about proteolytic enzymes? Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely more cautious in them. But sure. once we get past the first year, I feel like the risk goes down as far as I know from studies. And what are the so. benefits that they experience as a result? Well, I mean, mood improvement, libido, energy levels, exercise, endurance, performance, ability to build muscle again their bone health, and then prevention of Alzheimer's and future heart disease. Yeah. So it is preventive of heart disease. It's just that first year is getting through that. Mm -hmm. And then from a cognitive perspective, because we talk a lot about, you know, women going through menopause are like, I can't think clearly. I've got foggy brain. I, I, you know, you get women joking, oh, I've got menopause brain because right. they can't, their memory goes to, to go south. Yeah. Um, and in many cases, from what I've learned, it's the loss of estrogen really has a massive impact yes. on our cognitive, imp maybe I need estrogen right now, <laughs> on, their, <laughs> on their cognitive capacity. Yes. Um, are you seeing that as well in your practice? And Yes. And well, I think low estrogen, it can result in poor quality sleep, mm -hmm. as well as low progesterone. Yes. So I think they work hand in hand. And once people get on the right level for them, then they get better sleep, their body can recover, and that helps their brain heal. And then they feel better the next day. But when they're deprived of all the hormones, they're just not getting quality sleep and nobody functions, your brain doesn't function well. So it's all a symphony. You yeah. know, it all has to be in balance. Right. And let's talk a little bit about testosterone for women because mm -hmm. everybody talks about estrogen and progesterone for women. And mm -hmm. I know the testosterone for women, it's a thing. And yes. no, you're not going to turn into a hairy beast. You're not right. going to, you know, look super muscular or anything. But mm -hmm. let's talk a bit about 
testosterone for women and its play, its very important place in yes. hormone therapy? Well, the biggest place I see benefit is libido. It yeah. really helps bring back the libido that maybe have has gone away for the last 10 years or whatever. It helps them build muscle. It's not, I don't give them super physiologic doses that would make them bulky. And angry. And angry, yes. <laughs> but it's enough that they have more energy when they work out. They see results. Their body comp improves. So that's encouraging. And I do think it helps with brain function as well because you just feel better. Your for overall sure. vitality. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. So- you know, in closing, maybe if you could share with the audience, what are three things you think people should start, can, can start doing just to address their health and well-being moving forward? And maybe we'll speak to that 40 to 60 year old age group that you, that's your sweet spot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. To those people, what would be three things that you'd love to communicate with them that can help them to feel better? I would say hormones can help you feel like yourself again. A lot of times women in that age group, they think there's something wrong with them. They're not really sure what's wrong with them. Primary care doctors may tell them, oh, you're just depressed and give them an SSRI and a sleep pill. Yeah. And then they still don't feel better. And then they think there's just something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's very common and it's most likely hormones and get to a doctor that will really test a deep hormone panel and look at a complete thyroid panel because we got to see if how all of the hormones are doing. Absolutely. Including testosterone. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's one, okay. your hormones. Yes. And I would say clean up your environment, look at your self-care products, make sure you're not putting parabens and all that stuff on you. Look at your food, try to eat organic, the, uh, stay away from the dirty dozen and all of that. Yeah, that's a mm -hmm. great point, actually. So the Dirty Dozen, in case people don't know, that's the environmental working group comes out with the Clean 15 and mm -hmm. the Dirty Dozen every year. That's a, it's a great resource, actually, even for personal care products and household products. I think yes. often people don't recognize, they don't realize how much of an impact those products have on their health as well. Right. Okay. So anything else? Any um, other words of wisdom? Well, I would say I just thought of an app that I like for stress management yeah. and it's called 10% Happier. I love that one. And Bill Harris, Yes, right? and yeah. it helps people with sleep, or you can do it during the day. You can do guided meditations. So just working on stress management, because we know if you're stressed out, it kind of knocks everything out else out of balance. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Dr. Ingalls, where can people find you and learn more about what you do? You can go to my website at wecarefrisco.com. I have a clinic in Frisco. It's called We Care Frisco. You can go to my website and schedule a discovery call if you want to learn more about my practice. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you today. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Change Life Destiny podcast series. Join us each week to hear more thought-provoking conversations like this and the astounding results that are empowering people to lead healthier, happier lives. Subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on how we're revolutionizing our healthcare system. Visit us at www.changelifedestiny.com to learn more about the practitioners, technologies, and how you can take control of your health.